0: Love is more than a day on the calendar or a sign-off on a letter. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style with new Pandora jewelry pieces that radiate with your love from every angle. With Pandora's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to show what's in your heart. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with handwritten charms or a personal engraving. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. State Farm helps you win by helping you create an affordable price just for you. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Our card this week is Cody Woodson the Ten of Hearts from Virginia. What began as a normal day in April 2021 ended in heartache for the family of 20-year-old Cody Woodson when the college student was gunned down in the streets near his Richmond apartment in an attack that police now believe was not meant for him. I'm Ashley Flowers, and this is The Deck. Tuesday morning, and Angie Wright was at home preparing to go help a friend with some outdoor chores when she got a text from her 20-year-old son's girlfriend, Clarice.
1: Clarice sent me a message that morning and said, Have you heard from Cody? Because I can't find him. Cody's my son.
0: Now, Cody and Clarice were both living and attending college in Richmond at the time, about an hour and 20 minutes from Angie. And her getting this kind of message from Clarice was strange because Cody wasn't the kind of guy to just drop off the map and not respond to people especially not to his girlfriend of two years. But like most busy college students, it was like him to lose track of time and completely crash after a long night of homework. So Angie told Clarice, maybe that's what happened. But Angie herself wasn't totally convinced. And the more she thought about it, the bigger the pit in her stomach grew. And she knew she needed to get to Richmond right away. A friend offered to drive her, and on the way there, Angie called her son's college and the Richmond Police Department to request a welfare check on Cody. A few minutes later, she got a call back from the Richmond police, and on the other line was Detective James Higgins.
1: He told me that we had to have a conversation in person, and that's kind of when I knew everything was bad.
0: After the long drive to Richmond, Angie finally received the gut-wrenching news she already knew in her heart. Her son Cody was dead. Police told her that the previous night at around eight o'clock, he was walking alone along the sidewalk, returning to his apartment building when he was ambushed and shot 10 times. It didn't appear that anything had been taken from him, so it didn't seem like a robbery gone wrong. And because of how many times he was hit, the shooting didn't seem random either. It looked personal and targeted. Authorities were still very early in the investigation, but as far as they knew, no one had witnessed the shooting. Plus, the killer hadn't left anything behind aside from shell casings, so they didn't have much to go on. The police were hopeful Cody's friends and family would be able to shed some light on a possible motive. But as Detective Higgins interviewed Angie, Clarice, and Cody's roommate, he didn't get any closer to answers. None of them could think of anyone who would have wanted to hurt Cody. They said he didn't use drugs, he wasn't involved in any high-risk activities that they were aware of. He was just a nice guy and a good student trying to work his way through college.
2: Nobody had a bad thing to say about him. If he lived a double life, nobody knew it.
0: In talking with Clarice and Angie, Detective Higgins was able to piece together a timeline of Cody's last movements. That day, Cody and Clarice had gone all the way to Buckingham, where Angie lived to pick up his cat from the vet. Then they drove back to Cody's apartment in Richmond, where they hung out for a bit, until Clarice decided it was time for her to get back home.
2: She was leaving. He had advised her that he was going to take out the trash and um, he was gonna go down to the store.
0: He planned to buy his favorite kind of tea at the store, and then he was gonna go back to his apartment and work on a project. According to local ABC affiliate 8 News, it was about 10 minutes after Clarice and Cody parted ways as he was walking back to his apartment from the store that he was killed. So not only did details of his personal life offer no clues about a motive or suspects, but neither did the hours before the killing. As Cody's death hit the news, shockwaves were sent throughout the VCU campus and surrounding community. Not just because Cody was a well-known, beloved college student and teacher's assistant, but also because his murder marked the second homicide in about 24 hours in that exact neighborhood, in that exact same block. At the time, there wasn't much information available to the public about the other murder, just that the victim was a 17-year-old who had been fatally shot as well. But by this point, unbeknownst to the public, police already had a suspect in that shooting, and they weren't planning on charging him.
2: It was a robbery gone bad.
0: The 17-year-old, who we've been asked to call Tony, went to a man's apartment with some other people, intending to steal drugs and money. Tony entered a guy's apartment while the others stayed outside, and he attempted to rob him at
2: gunpoint. So during that whole incident is when... The other fellow gets a hold of his gun and begins shooting, and he ends up killing Tony.
0: Given the circumstances, police considered the killing self-defense and therefore a justifiable homicide. So even though the public was panicked, police knew that there wasn't a spree killer on the loose targeting that specific neighborhood. In the initial days following Cody's murder, Detective Higgins was busy. He sat down and combed through all the surveillance footage officers who had canvassed the neighborhood could find, which actually wasn't a lot.
2: We were able to get some surveillance footage um, from houses nearby. And there were some that had ring doorbells, but with ring doorbells, you have to to break that plane to uh, make them, you know, to have the motion to start the camera. Most people's plane is usually their property but we were able to collect some footage from the area.
0: Although none of the footage showed the actual shooting take place, it did show the suspect going to and from the scene. He appeared to be a slim-built man, but that's all police could tell because he was wearing a mask and a hoodie. And that seems like a dead end, right? Well, not exactly. There was something about the man's behavior that Detective Higgins took note of.
2: He walks east on Clay Street, comes from Catherine Street, comes up onto, onto Clay Street. He walks right, right by the store, and then walks up towards Gilmer Street. You can't hear the gunfire, but roughly about five, five or seven minutes later, you see him running back the same way, and he flees back in the same direction that he came to the scene in, which to me makes me feel like that individual was not from the area that he had to follow his same exact path back that he followed too. That's what made sense to me. If he was from the area, he would have known he could have ran any which way after that shooting. He could have hit an alley right up across the street from where this happened.
0: This was a helpful observation, but virtually useless on its own. So Detective Higgins pressed on. The police department entered the shell casings from the scene into Nybin to see if they were connected to any other shootings but there were no hits. The frustrating dead ends wouldn't last forever, though. Because soon, a man brought an interesting theory to police. He told them he thought Cody's murder was a case of mistaken identity and that those bullets were meant for him.
3: Busy parents have enough on their plates without adding your children's homework to the list as well ixl is an excellent resource for homework help which is especially nice for parents who are rusty on school info themselves and methods have changed over the years too ixl learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies it's designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback and you get one site for all the kids in your home pre-k to 12th grade There's a reason why IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. From studies done in almost every state in the country, the kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make. A month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring, so now you could get your child the help they need at an affordable price. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And the deck listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash DEC. Visit IXL.com slash DEC to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I can remember sitting in my high school Spanish class looking down at the ground just hoping, desperately hoping, I wouldn't get called on. Because languages have never come easy for me. And even after all those years of studying in school, I felt so insecure. That as my husband and I started exploring international travel recently, he convinced me that it was time to give language another try. So naturally, we found Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop or can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone offers twenty-five languages, and they have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing your words. As my family continues to explore future travel, I know I'm going to take advantage of that because I want to feel as confident and respectful as possible. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Deck listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Visit RosettaStone.com/Deck. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash deck today. Remember
0: that other shooting I mentioned that took place the day before Cody was murdered? Well, this guy who police were talking to was the roommate of the man who killed 17-year-old Tony. You see, when Tony's friends and family got word that day that he'd been killed, many of them went to the scene to see what was happening, which meant they got a good look at the man who shot Tony. And they got a good look at that guy's roommate, too. And Cody, who had no connection to that shooting at all, just happened to resemble the roommate very closely. Not only that, but Cody was killed right after Tony's family was made aware that there would be no charges filed.
2: They wanted a little bit of uh, revenge, is my belief. Somebody came down there and they misidentified Cody for uh, somebody's roommate. And the amount of times that he was shot would tell you that somebody was very upset.
0: Detective Higgins thought the roommate's theory held a lot of weight. So he began trying to track down the relevant people that he needed to interview. First, he talked with Tony's mom. But he told our reporting team that he didn't learn any new information from that interview. Next, Higgins wanted to speak with Tony's brothers to see if they knew anything or should be on the suspect list. But they somehow kept eluding him, like over a period of months. Meanwhile, Cody's family was left to pick up the pieces, knowing that his killer was still out there. Not only were they forced to come to terms with an innocent life gone too soon, but they had no sense of closure to comfort them.
1: He didn't deserve it. He had no reason. He had no enemies. He had done no wrong.
0: In the midst of the overwhelming grief, though, his family was able to find just a nugget of good, a rainbow in the midst of the storm.
1: When Cody passed, we really learned about how much he affected people all over the place. We had people from France, from Russia, from Oregon, even, um, I mean, just Spain and, and the Philippines.
0: Angie knew that Cody had connected with people all over the world from playing video games and being active on computer science forums. But she wasn't aware of how big an impact he made and just how many people loved him, whether they knew him virtually or in real life.
1: He touched a lot of lives, and I don't think he realized how many he touched just by being himself.
0: Those people whose lives Cody touched stepped up in a big way after his death. A friend started a GoFundMe for Angie, and Cody's university even started a scholarship in Cody's name for students pursuing computer science. VCU announced the scholarship, saying, quote, "...we will be giving each year a Cody Woodson scholarship to a student who espouses his characteristics, being honest and gentle, helping others to succeed, and doing more than is required," End quote. The community didn't even stop there. Nine months after his death, a local nonprofit placed a billboard near the crime scene asking who murdered Cody Woodson and announcing a $5,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. But despite all these amazing efforts from friends, family, and even strangers, nothing happened.
2: I've never received one tip for this case, really.
0: It's been two years since Cody was murdered. And because the right people aren't talking, all Detective Higgins has is a theory.
2: I have a hunch on who it is. It was an individual that was, that was out there the day before. It's just a hunch, but he's, he doesn't live in state. He's out of state.
0: So not only was this person, who we've been asked to call Matthew, close with Tony, the 17-year-old. He also wasn't from Richmond, which, remember, lines up with the surveillance footage that police recovered that showed the shooter following the same path to and from the crime scene.
2: I've spoke with the city where he's at a few times about him. It just, now it would be in his character to do something like this. The city knows who he is. The the police department in the city I called knew who he was. Said that he's involved in gang violence and he's, He's been arrested. I've looked I've looked. He just he got arrested not too long after the incident.
0: Unfortunately, because Matthew is out of state, it's been hard for Detective Higgins to track him down.
2: I always have a name, have a picture, have a face. It's just a matter of trying to catch up to this fella.
0: Before finding Matthew, there are other things Higgins wants to check off his list.
2: I'd really like to talk to Tony's brothers first. I'm hearing that none are none are living in state anymore and they've moved out and got away, so. And if they would even tell me the truth, I don't know.
0: In the meantime, Cody's loved ones are left waiting for justice, longing for just one more minute with their ray of sunshine.
1: Cody was just always so happy. I miss his smile. I miss just being able to joke around with him. I had my kids very young. I had my kids at 19 and 20, so I grew up with my kids. They're my best friends. When they were young, I asked them to do one thing with their life. One thing you leave behind is your name. Leave a good name for yourself. Cody couldn't have left a better name. Cody did it. You know, Cody was just a good person. He left a wonderful name for himself. He left a a beautiful impact on everybody that he met. I mean, he just, he he was just a light everywhere. He was just a light. He took a lot of pride in himself and everything he did yeah he was trying to do good with his life, you know just all around a good kid yeah he um he definitely left his mark. And he just was a good kid. If you know anything, just please come forward. I know you've heard that a thousand times, but you know our family is is suffering because of what's happened, and it's just not fair for such a beautiful life to be taken, and nobody know. And nobody come forward with anything that they know that's happened or they suspect might have been going on or that they've heard. Any, any little tidbit of information has got to be
0: some—could help in some way. If you know anything about the murder of Cody Woodson in 2021, please call Crime Stoppers at 804-780-1000. You will remain anonymous. If you'd like to donate to BCU's scholarship in Cody's name, we'll put a link to that GoFundMe in the show notes. The Deck is an audio chuck production with theme music by Ryan Lewis. To learn more about The Deck and our advocacy work, visit thedeckpodcast.com. So, What do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating.